there's only two options, kill or be killed. Hey, dickheads, why are you so fucking late for, man? The fuck? Uh, thanks, bye. This is Sick and Wrong, America's number one source for antisocial commentary. Brought to you by the Reach Around Foundation. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. I'm one of your hosts, D. Simon. I'm Lance Wackerly. Let's get the show on the road, D. Whoa. Are you ready to go there, Wackerly? No science fiction club tonight? No. No? Ready? Yeah, why are we late again? I don't remember. Because <laughs> I had to take a shit, dude. Oh. <laughs> it's I always, you a know. A day-long shit? That's right. Posting on Tuesday? <laughs> you, know, you know what? I, w- I want to clarify this. We either post on Monday or Tuesday. Okay. I, so I think Tuesday's we should have a backup late. plan. Yeah, Tuesday's not really late. Wednesday's late. That's All right. late. All right. But uh, Monday or Tuesday, uh, I think that's fair game. I think we're uh, inbounds if we do that. <laughs> okay, I could care less. So uh, how was your weekend there, Wackerly? Uh, it was good. Saw Iron Man. Oh, you went and checked that out? Yeah. What'd you do? You know, I actually saw Iron Man as well on uh, Sunday, but um, before I, before I, uh, we talk about Iron Man, which I definitely want to get to, I want to talk about um, the events earlier in the day. So on Sunday, I was completely hungover because we went out to about four in the morning Saturday night, and it was one of those days where my girlfriend had to get up at like 10 to go to work. She'd be at work by 10. Uh-huh. So I had the whole day to myself, which is pretty awesome, other than the fact that my head just like just felt like I had like brain surgery. How and old do you think you'll have to be before that's not just a normal thing to say on a Sunday? What? You mean just being <laughs> Like, hungover? do you think you'll be 45 and be like, man, I was so hungover Sunday because I stayed up till like four in the morning? <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. You mean where does it? Where do I eventually mature to the point that I'm not going out till four in the morning, com- getting completely wasted and complaining about it later in the week? Yeah, where does it become embarrassing? That's my question. Actually, I'm nearing that age. Thirty-three. I'm Thirty-eight is the it. yeah. Well, I think if and you even have then, kids, you're, pr- you're but pretty if you have children at that point, but that's like the the full on cutoff. Well, I think it's embarrassing if you're not a rock star. If you're a rocker, you can keep getting drunk as long as you want. Right, but you're not. And I'm no, not. I'm a normal dude. <laughs> and so if you're a normal dude and you're doing it at 38, then you have a problem. And that's when it's embarrassing. And I won't be talking about it on my podcast. And I probably won't be doing because that will be even more embarrassing. So anyway, I don't want to offend anybody. I'm trying to think of the people that we know that are that old. <laughs> that still drink? Disregard anything I just said. I work with a couple. <laughs> well, anyway, so it was Sunday. I was hungover. And begrudgingly, I got out of bed, and I can't believe I even did this, to go walk down, walk my ass all the way over to the mission, 24th of mission, to go buy those fucking Jesus gifts for the winners of the Big Gay Wackerly remix competition. It was a tie? There were more than one winner? No, you know, we gave uh, first place, second oh, place right, winners. Yeah. So I had to buy uh, two gifts for the uh, winners of the Jesus competition, and I was just, I was hating life, and I was just like, I can't believe I'm even doing this. You know, we almost should just, like, send an envelope full of pubic hair and a sick and wrong sticker or something. Yeah, and that's a normal MO. Why, yeah, why but I wanted to get something now? good because they put forth an effort. You it up a notch? Yeah, well, they put forth an effort to make a song, so I might as well, like, you know, return the favor and give them a good gift. Are you using the sick and wrong 
t-shirt proceeds for this or is this money coming out of your your jew claw this actually came out of my own jew gold <laughs> <laughs> i broke jew gold to get these uh, jesus gifts wow so anyway <clears throat> when's the last time you went down to the mission uh a long time well it's been a while yeah a you, year at least i try and stay out of there i find it to be quite annoying with all the hipsters and whatnot well, and the thing i find even more annoying is that the hipsters there don't think they're hipsters. They think they're like, I don't know. They think the hipsters are elsewhere, but really they are the hipsters. Yeah, I don't think they realize that they're hipsters. But those guys hang out around 16th and Mission. I was way up on like 24th and Oh, Cap. you were deep in like actual Mexican Yeah, it, and it's almost <laughs> like you're walking around as if you're in fucking Tijuana every or something. Tree, every tree has a piñata and there's like and there's little prescription kids running medication around. for sale on the side of on the corner. No, seriously, sidewalk. they have like booths set up selling prescription drugs. Yeah. They have all sorts of weird vegetables that you've never seen before. There's guys cruising around selling like little uh, ice creams from mm-hmm. these little carts and stuff i mean seriously it's like walking in uh tijuana yeah i actually think it's a it's a discontinuity in the space-time continuum like a wormhole that goes to tijuana yeah i think if you like find that special little alleyway in the mission you'll if you walk down it you'll come out and you'll be like holy shit i am in tijuana that's exactly how i felt i got out you know like because you i got into the uh, bar station you know at powell which is downtown and then i you know Came out of the ground at uh, 24th Emission. All of a sudden, you're looking around, and you're like, wow, I'm in Tijuana there's here. There's freaking mariachi music playing all over the place. Yeah, and there's like burros walking <laughs> around, and uh, one-legged, <laughs> peg-legged Mexican hookers are like 12 years old, yeah. drug cartels. But anyway, so I'm walking around. I found this one store. They had the perfect Jesus light gift thing that I'm going to send to the one dude who won BK. And then I got this other great like Mexican home decoration for the other guy that won and I'm standing there, and I probably saw the coolest Jesus decoration I think I've ever seen. And I'm probably going to have to go back and buy it for myself. The problem is it was like $40. Too expensive for a sick and wrong prize. Too expensive for a sick and wrong prize. Also, like, too big to even ship. It yeah, we've got to ship this shit to the U.K. Because apparently like, none of our American listeners can make a goddamn song that will win the contest. Yeah, no, I know. i got to ship it. Because if it was an American submitted a decent song, I would have right. sent it to them. Yeah. Because it would have cost me much less. <laughs> But anyway, I only have a limited amount of Jew gold I'm willing to spend on this fucking podcast, okay? So anyway, there's this Jesus, kind of it's like Jesus on the cross, like a crucifix with bloody Jesus hanging off of it, surrounded in like this glass, kind of like, I guess it was like a glass crystal enclosure, sort of. Yeah. And uh, I'm visualizing this. Okay, there are, as, now picture as, the, there are like yellow, red, and green lights that flash behind it. Like Christmas lights? Kind of like Christmas lights, but they're like in there. I don't know. Yeah, I guess they're more or less like Christmas lights wrapped Mm. around the crucifix and in the background, like a big bushel of uh, Christmas lights. But the funniest part about it is I'm looking at this thing and I was like, well, what does it do? And there's this like, I don't know, six year old Mexican guy's like, it's beautiful. It's Jesus. And I was like, yeah, well, does it just sit there? Can you turn the lights on? He's like, no, watch. And he turns, he turns it around, clicks this knob. And all of a sudden this music started playing. Circus Jesus, dude. It was Jesus on the cross. Was it the actual circus song, or was it just mariachi music that sounded like circus song? I was looking at this. I was like, "Wow, is that like holy music or something?" He's like, "No." Were you converted on the spot? 
Well, I was like, how much is this? And he's like, $50. I'm like, I'm yeah. not paying 50 Because you know what ha- I you wanted know it, dude. It, it, it's perfect for the if house. If you were in Tijuana, it would have been like 10 bucks. But those deep mission Mexican dudes have learned that the hipsters live one bart stop up, and they will come down and buy that shit for 50 bucks. Well, I could probably have. I could have bartered with them, tried to Jew them down. Yeah. But I don't know. No, my Jew powers were like, you know, beat him across the face with a burrito. (laughs) No, my Jew powers were numbed by all the alcohol I consumed the night before. Yeah. So I, you know. It's kind of like kryptonite. Yeah, I I couldn't use my Jewish mind tricks on him. Actually, pork is our kryptonite. Yeah. So anyway. Well, that kind of brings us into the next topic. Yeah, it does. It? it does is your story of. done? No, it, it's almost done. <laughs> okay, sorry. So I ended up buying the the the, the lamp and the uh, the little picture of Jesus, and uh, I ended up leaving. But I determined I am determined to go back there and buy that uh, circus Jesus for when you get married there, Wackerly. Okay, well, these dudes are obligated to take pictures of this stuff and post it on the forum, right? Once they get it. Yeah, once they get it in about three weeks, because I'm shipping so- it the slowest way possible. <laughs> <laughs> Um, somebody else should take a picture as they're opening it so you can get the surprise uh, expression on their face. Yeah, that would be great. When they actually see this, be like, I'm about to throw <laughs> this <the> away. <laughs> what the fuck, mate? <laughs> so after that uh, whole Mexican excursion, right. I got a phone call uh, from our mutual friend, uh, Skyler, mm-hmm. and uh, he wanted to go to a movie. And I was like, you know, I'm good friends with Sky. I like Sky, but when I hang out with my dude friends... I usually don't tend to just go see a movie. Like, how often do me and you, just me and you, go see a movie? We've uh, been known to go see movies before. Yeah, but I stopped once you kept pulling that popcorn trick. (laughs) Don't tell anybody about my popcorn. I'm taking the popcorn trick. (laughs) Yeah, dude, last time I ever eat any of your popcorn. The key is to cut a big enough hole in the bottom. (laughs) Yeah. And not get too much butter down the shaft of your rod. (laughs) The key is to get my own popcorn. (laughs) But no, so I well, just, yeah, you'll never fucking but, steal my dude, popcorn again. What I'm saying, movies is the realm of you do that with your girlfriend, yeah, or your you know sister or something. You do that right. with a girl, like that's where you go see a movie. You sit there, you know, with a girl. That's Are what you, you saying do. You turn sky down. No, but I was trying to find like you either do it with a girl, or you do it with a group. So I was trying to find like P Town to see if P Town would come. He's yeah. like, Nah, yeah, I'm not gonna date with you and Skyler. And I was just like, Okay, <laughs> it's not a um, date if you come. Dude. I I tried calling uh, Scott. He was like, Nah, I'm not gonna go. Called my girlfriend. She's like laughing, saying, No, I'm not going. So it turned out I was like, I, I can't just like say no. I don't want to go see the movie with you, but yeah. I ended up going to see Iron Man. Did you guys keep an open seat in between you guys so nobody got a funny idea? How could he eat any of my popcorn if there's an open seat in between <laughs> yeah. us? But it so anyway, we saw Iron Man, and uh, it was enjoyable. I liked it. What did you think? Did you get to see it? What, what did you see it on, Saturday or Sunday? I saw it on Sunday also with my girlfriend. Uh, yeah, I thought it was good. As far as superhero movies go, it was above average. You know, I was kind of surprised about that movie. It raked in over $100 million this past weekend. It was pretty well done. I think that it, it didn't like just cater to like 12-year-olds, which a lot of the movies do. <clears throat> Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, but, but, that, but then again, I liked it because it wasn't uh, – I think Batman goes the other way. I mean y- – but Batman movie is never going to be serious, so why do they try so hard to make it so serious? It's well, just I retarded. think it's because they – you know, they kind of had that, like, ridiculous aspect with it with, like, the last couple Batmans. The one with Schwarzenegger in it with Mr. Freeze. <laughs> you know, it was yeah, almost yeah. like hearkening back to the old Batman and right. Robin show with Adam West. Right. And so I think what they want to do is add this, like, failure. darkness to it. 
Well, the first Tim Burton one, the first Michael Keaton as yeah. Batman, that was very dark. But that's because it's fucking Tim Burton's a goddamn one-trick pony, and that's the only thing he can do. Uh, that's just my own personal uh, rant beef about with Tim him. Burton. But uh, but even these new ones, don't get me wrong, I like them, but they try and be so like dark and like, oh, Batman's so dark. But then at the same time, He's you're brooding like brooding emo Batman, yeah, like this emo superhero emo guy who like gets dressed up in like tights and swings around the city a rubber nipple suit right yeah i don't know but no i guess i can kind of understand where you're coming from with the iron man thing because uh robert downey jr was great right and uh he was also he was also irreverent i mean they're making all these jokes the entire time right i mean it was a couple jokes about iron man masturbating it was (laughs) self-referential yeah i mean there are a couple points where they're actually making jokes how absurd it is to make a superhero movie in, in its own right and the best part about it is jeff bridges yeah was in the movie can't go wrong with jeff bridges i don't want to unless give you're any... watching Starman. Well... <laughs> <laughs> go wrong there i don't want to give anything away because i don't think iron man's going to open up in when, when do those mo- american movies open up in europe like a Maybe month 2010 later? or something <laughs> yeah i mean do they even have movie theaters over there i think they're still watching uh beetlejuice just came out of well, i heard they have talkies now yeah yeah i heard they have talkies <laughs> But, uh, yeah, no, you know, I, I enjoyed it. It was a good show. But what kept bothering me the whole time I'm watching this, and you know they're already planning to make an Iron Man 2. Oh, yeah. And you, you saw the trailers. They're making a Thor movie, a Captain America movie, another right. Batman, another Incredible Hulk. And Just actually like, the Captain America movie is called The First Avenger Captain yeah, America. Captain and then the Avengers is going to be a movie that follows. They've already got the follow-up planned. They don't even know if it's going to be a success or not. Dude, why saturate – the movie going audience with fucking superhero movies because they make it's going to become tired and trite but eventually all all the all the kids go all the we go we're fucking like i said old yeah we're we're definitely too old to go see a movie like that but my point is they're now they're getting to the point where they're exhausting the superheroes yeah, like the major superheroes out, sure. that they can use so now they're using third tier superheroes <laughs> like Iron Man and Thor and Captain America to make movies I would call I would say Iron Man is second tier how can Iron Man be second tier? Dude, what what did you know about Iron Man prior? Did you even know who Tony Stark was? Had you ever heard that? Yes, I've read Iron Man comics before. There was there's some who, good ones out there. There's no nemesis. Who who's the evil guy in well, Iron Man? I mean, no Iron, one knows anything about fucking Iron, Iron Man. Man is one of the Avengers. So he you know, he has the normal gamut of Marvel uh bad guys, you know? Yeah, but like, okay, dude. So they make an Iron Man. So who's Hawkman then? If Iron Man's second level, where's <laughs> Hawkman? Hawk See, that's third where's tier. Aquaman. And I would agree. I would agree that Thor is also third tier. Like my, my whole Daredevil. Thing, Daredevil. I, some people are really into Daredevil, but like, what? He's blind. Dude, he's a blind, he's a blind, guy. A blind lawyer. Him sucker punch him. <laughs> Oh my god, I fucking beat that superhero's ass. And dude, everyone's oh, gonna yeah, hate yo, you once you beat up a blind hard. guy. Like, I'll just wear my slippers. I won't wear my hard shoes. You won't hear me coming. But I mean, that's what I'm saying. It's like, what's coming next? If they're already... And I personally, I think Iron Man's third tier, but... I won't go see Thor, because I think that the theater's gonna be full of, like, white power Aryan nation dudes. Dude... Thor's going to be the, – the movie will be full of dudes like my brother. The same <laughs> dudes that went and saw 300 with like a tub of Vaseline. Gay dudes are Dude, my brother's looking like forward to 300 for years. Shit. <laughs> like barbarians. 
<laughs> yeah, those are the same dudes that go see Conan the Barbarian. No, I think it's gonna be. I think there's gonna be a lot of clan type people who are like, uh, you know, it's true white superhero. He's uh, from our white Nordic heritage. Yeah, <laughs> it's a bunch of there. black metal guys <laughs> and black metal dudes. And I don't. Yeah, maybe I wonder who they're gonna get to play Thor. Probably that wrestler dude. What's his name? Uh, Sean Austin. I don't know what this fucking name is. Steve Austin. I don't know who you're talking about, but I, I don't know. You won't. Maybe you can help me out with this. Maybe have you ever seen that uh, inter, that viral internet video with the rave Viking? I think it's called. oh the techno Viking. Techno Viking. If he was in the movie, if he Thor. played Thor, would you go see that? Yeah, I would. What if Philip? If Seymour it was Hoffman, rave Thor. What if Philip Seymour Hoffman played Thor? Little Zootubby. But they can do one. Yeah, but if graphics. he did anyway, would you do it? Yeah, probably. Yeah, I'd go see it then. Him I think just it all swinging depends. a big hammer around in this huge fucking bowl full of jelly belly, fucking swishing around. Dude, I vow to never see another superhero movie till there's a Jewish superhero movie that comes out. Are there any Jewish superheroes? You know, I was trying to think of this today, and the only one I could come up with was Magneto. Because wasn't Magneto, but he's not really, a, he's a villain. But oh, wasn't he a, he super, is a Jew? He was a Jew. He's at the, uh, in the first X Men, yeah, he starts out of the. But I couldn't really think there. of any except Hanukkah Harry, maybe. But he's not. That's not a superhero. Yeah, a, the Hebrew like, Hammer. You remember that from Saturday Night Live? I thought that was your dad. <laughs> <laughs> That's his porn star name. <laughs> so you know what I'm getting at here is Iron Man is definitely third tier. Second he's, tier. Second, whatever. Okay. Yeah, I mean. Uh, you you but, know more about comic but books here's than the other I do. thing. There's only like there can only be like five first tier because a there's only two real like massive comic book companies. Like you're not DC and Marvel. You're not gonna if if you're on Dark Horse, you're already third tier because that's a third tier company. And like, uh, do you Image, think DC and Marvel are running out of uh, first level superheroes? Well, they how many how many first level superheroes can DC have? I mean, it can't have. Five. It's, it can only have like two or three. Well, I think what they need to do is delve into obscurity. And well, I think they have to do by necessity because that's the point that you and I are both making from different angles. I is think. that they're is that they're they, running they, out? You're of, saying uh, they are running out. I'm saying they have they they can do nothing but run out. Yeah. So you're saying there's a finite number of level one superheroes. Yeah. First they're not making superheroes. new level one superheroes. Let me put it that way. So if they're going to make a movie with Iron Man, then why can't they make a movie with uh, some of these superheroes I'm about to, to list off here? These are so, real, actual. This isn't a the, parody. Uh, this, this isn't even a parody. This isn't a bit. Comic books. Dude, this isn't even a bit. Okay. I did a Google search for the lamest superheroes of all time. Mm. And this came up from a website the called Simon Pump. Patented Internet Research. <laughs> brought to you Pump by Second CultureAddict.com is the website that had this. So these are all DC and Marvel superheroes here. Okay, so these are the real big, big uh, companies. Yeah, the big companies. So the lamest superheroes of all time. Number 10, Cypher, a.k.a. Doug Ramsey. He was a member of the New Mutants, which was an affiliate of the X-Men, which yeah. I had never heard of. You're always in trouble when you're reading a comic book, and it's like the new... Uh, you know, Whatever. the new X-Men or those other X-Men or something. So these were the young mutants that were being trained by Professor X and the rest of the X-Men in the late 80s. Yeah. A cipher's mutant ability was to basically decipher anything, like languages, secret codes, stuff like that. So he's, he can read? He's pretty much a translator. <laughs> yeah. He didn't really have much for fighting skills, but really intelligent guy. So this is like... If you're in a battle in the Star Wars universe. He's C-3PO. And the only yeah. guy you have to back up is C-3PO, and you're like, oh, fuck. Lame. Yeah. Lame. You'd be better off R2-D2, who can't even talk or go upstairs. That's like Bill better Gates, better to have dude. in a firefight than C-3PO. It's like Bill Gates. Yeah, Bill Gates. This guy. Except uh, Bill Gates does have, like, you know, trillions of dollars. 
Yeah, he could buy himself a nice iron suit. He could just buy like 20 hitmen to fucking kill your ass. Number nine, the Red Bee. Appearing in the 1940s in hit comics number one, the Red Bee was basically your powerless vigilante type character. Instead of wearing a cool costume like Batman or the Shadow, the Red Bee opted for a red pirate shirt with pink poofy sleeves and red and yellow striped tights. <laughs> However, what made the Red Bee truly lame wasn't just his uh, costume, but the fact that he fought crime with the aid of trained bumblebees. That's why he was, <laughs> was the Red gonna Bee. I was going to say, after he kicks somebody's ass, one person's ass, does he die? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Once his sting comes out. Yeah. Uh, number eight here, the Matter Eater Lad. Matter Eater Lad should at least get the award for the worst superhero name. Matter Eater Lad was a character from the Legion of the Superheroes. Now, in the 60s, the writers at DC were always looking for new and strange powers for their quickly growing cast of teenage heroes. However, though, it seemed like they'd hit their all-time low with the Bouncing Boy. I don't know if you, that guy's coming up a little later. Have you heard about that guy? It's a fat dude that could bounce around. <laughs> it turned out they could sink even lower with Matter Eater Lad. Matter Eater Lad's power is the ability to eat through any substance. That's pretty much it. The funny thing about all these comics is you can just look at the decade that they were made and know... Because these guys don't... These people who write and draw these comics don't make much money. So you can just tell what kind of drugs they were doing in their little <laughs> crappy studio apartment. And they, smoking these 60s the reefer. guys were smoking lots of pot. They were smoking the reefer back then. Uh, number uh, seven here is Dog Welder. Dog Welder was a character from the Garth Ennis Hitman series. I've never heard that. Dog Welder was part of a superhero team known as the Section 8, which was a band of these crazy guys that fought crime in wacky ways. Uh, Dog Welder is a madman in a silver welder's outfit that basically just goes around welding stray dogs to villains' faces. Okay, but that's par- – <laughs> I mean, that guy, he's doing the whole postmodern, like, I realize how ridiculous these superheroes So I'm trying to make is. a completely yeah. absurd superhero. Yeah, they, what was that movie they made with, like, Ben Stiller and William H. Macy? It was – What was that one called? The, the uh... It was by the guy who did the Flaming Carrot as another good self-reflexive superhero. Yeah, what was the name of that? I can't remember. At that, all. Like postmodern superhero yeah. movie. Maybe you can edit in, like, make it sound like we knew what it was called. <laughs> yeah, I, I doubt it. <laughs> Number uh, six here is Arm Fall Off Boy, another Legion of Superheroes guy. Um, Arm Fall Off Boy is an oddity all his own because although he only made one appearance in comic book ever, uh, his appearance was so memorable that he has a cult following to this day. Arm Falloff Boy made an appearance at a Legion of Superheroes recruitment drive where he displayed his astounding power to Saturn Girl. Uh, his power is to detach his left arm from his body and use it as a club. <laughs> it's kind of cool, dude. I'd much rather see a movie with a guy like that than Iron Man. Rich yeah, dude I mean, in a fucking s- iron suit. So it comes off at the shoulder? Yeah, take off the whole thing and whack I mean, someone across the head with it. You get whipping around pretty good like a nunchuck and just really do some damage to somebody. That's actually pretty good power. This next guy, I think, will be particularly up your alley. Number five here is Vibe. The year is 83. Breakdancing was huge, really huge. And uh, also the Spanish-American subculture kind of was embracing all of America at the time. Um, Menudo was big, if you recall. Eric Estrada and Chips. right. So DC Comics followed suit with their own breakdancing Spanish superhero called Vibe. Vibe was a former Detroit gang leader. He left his... uh, West Side Story antics behind, and moonwalked his way into the Justice League of America. And he had fairly good powers, the power to create shockwaves, much like earthquakes. But he spent most of his time hitting on chicks. 
and uh, eating tacos. Yeah, but creating <laughs> here's the thing about creating shockwaves. I guess it's cool if you had that power, but it's not cool if you're the guy who who thought that power up. Yeah, because <laughs> no, it doesn't it's, take it's, it's just lame. like shockwave. What does that mean? Although I guess Iron Man kind of has the same thing with his with that master ray. blaster <laughs> pulser thing. Like, what the fuck is that? I don't know. Number four here, the Legion of Super Pets. Do you remember that? No, but that's also a bad sign when they're, you know, it's like, oh, this is Superman's dog. <laughs> what in, the fuck? In the early 60s, exactly. That's exactly what happened. DC kind of got a little weird. They kept introducing all these super intelligent animals with the same superpowers as their masters. So, like, Superman had a dog called Crypto the Super Dog. And uh, he also wore a cape. Yeah. And uh, let's see, there's, yeah, there's a did whole Did he also of come from uh, Krypton, or did he just sort of happen to show up from a different planet or something? No, he, his father, Jor-El, actually had the dog. It oh, was Jor-El's okay. dog. All right. Uh, there's Beppo, the super monkey. Uh, Beppo, pretty much same story. Uh, Jor-El sent a monkey to make sure the rocket would work and help out Superman. There's Streaky, the super cat, <laughs> and uh, Comet, the super horse, and they all wore capes. Does Superman have a super farm or something? Where did all these animals stay? <laughs> In his the super Fortress pad. of solitude that's no longer very solitary. <laughs> and I, I guarantee this is going to be made into some kind of a movie here soon. Super Friends, do um, you remember from the Super Friends, the Wonder Twins? Yeah. The lamest superheroes. They're they only number they three over a, here. They also had a monkey. <laughs> Yeah, they had a fucking monkey, and they had the little rings of power. So what were the – one so, could uh, change into any animal, and the other one could change into any form of water? <laughs> yeah, she could become a bucket of water or an ice cube. Okay. And the other one could become like a gorilla or a rhinoceros or something. <laughs> and uh, let's see, number two here, which I think is pretty lame, but this is only number two, is Dazzler, who you might remember from the X-Men. She was a disco diva. Did you ever hear about her? And what, she can blind you with disco lights or something? No, uh, what, what she would do is... Do lots of coke and give you herpes. <laughs> <laughs> no, she began her disco and crime-fighting career in 80 when disco was pretty much dead. And uh, she could basically make people dance, I guess, by dancing oh, and emitting lights. <laughs> That's yeah, incredibly it lame. It was pretty lame. But number one, the lamest superhero of all time, and they really need to make a movie out of this guy, even if it's a parody movie with like Will Ferrell. Aqualad. Aqualad or Aquaman? Aqualad. Everyone picks on Aquaman for being lame, but Aquaman had a sidekick. or something? Yeah, it was his nephew. (laughs) And uh, he also had a perm, and his name was Aqualad. And he used to swim around. He had the same powers as Aquaman. No, he had like a kind of a Jew fro sort of thing going. Same powers, though. He could talk to fucking turtles. (laughs) And, uh, you know, he could like, you know, that sonar ray thing. But a turtle isn't really a fish. Anything in the water? So he could talk to like, uh, you know, a carp as well as like a whale or a turtle. He could communicate with all sea creatures. What about a a jellyfish? What the fuck does a jellyfish have to say? It doesn't even have a face. I know, exactly. But Aquaman could do that. And it's like you think about it. So what happens when Aquaman's out of water? I don't know. He gets his, he... Ad kit, his ass kicked because he's fruity. That guy's I... the fruitiest superhero of them all. He does have those green, scaly tights and orange shirts. But you got to admit, plan. even when you're a kid, I was just like, I remember my parents used to buy me some of those like action figures. Right, dolls. All the Justice League. Dolls. And I was, yeah, I guess they're dolls because they had like, they're kind of like, they had little clothes that you can put on them and all that. And I remember I got an dolls. Aquaman one. I just went and play with it because I was like, this is just lame. It's like, why would you buy me this one? Were you disturbed by the bulge in his crotch? No, I gave my brother the Aquaman doll. He wanted it for some reason. <laughs> the balls was very worn down after like a couple months. A couple months, no more bulge left. 
most of the most of the superheroes would hook up with each other. Like you know, they Wonder Woman would Spot, fuck everybody Superman, so, right? silly. Yeah, but like nobody would ever fuck Aquaman <laughs> except for maybe Aqualad. <laughs> Dude, he, he was into sea creatures and Aqualad. That was about fucking it. moray eels and stuff. That was about it. Well, all I'm saying is, people, if we're already getting movies about Iron Man. Stay tuned because when the next few months, next few years, you're going to get some lame superheroes coming so out. So who's your favorite? I guess, I don't know. There's favorite superhero or what superhero would you want to be or, or what superpower would you want? Other than Aquaman? Yeah, other than Aquaman's off the list because he's at the top of everybody's. You know, I don't know. I've always thought it'd be kind of cool to like give people gas on command. Yeah. I'd want to be Vietnam, dude. Myself. <laughs> That's my favorite. <laughs> All right, well, then I'd get to be Trucker Paul. The power to be at Margarita Tuesdays every week. (laughs) Well, people, this is episode 121 here of Sick and Wrong. Quick recap of last week, if you recall. um, You know, I don't even think we should recount what stories we did. The only story that won, which was pretty much a giveaway, was a listener who submitted the story about the Austrian uh, super dad in the House of Horrors. I am the Austrian super dad. I am the the Austrian (laughs) super dad. (laughs) The next movie will be made about him. Psycho Kill here sent that in, and yeah, dude, I think I received like one vote from some dude named KTK who voted for me, and he said, you know, take out the kids and the whole incest bit, and that dungeon story sounds like a porn I would buy. <laughs> he didn't even think it was that bad. So he's turned on purely by dungeons. Yeah. <laughs> none, none of the other aspects, just dungeons. If there well, were hot chicks in there, he'd be into it. But if he said it was, if he was like keeping the kids and the incest, yeah. then I'd be a little scared. Right. So instead of uh, talking about the votes, Psycho Kill, you won. You get the sick wrong care package. I concede. Um, you won, obviously. But I want to talk about a couple updates we got some, from some listeners who sent these in. I guess, I don't know if you've been following news about the Austrian guy, but there's been like oh, numerous yeah. updates that have come out about him, and they're hilarious. So we got one here from Chandra who says, Hey, Lance and D, I think this article really set a standard for daddy issues. Holy fuck. Love your podcast between you and the Dead Pit Horror Talk Radio, my week set. So uh, apparently the Austrian man, she sent in a clip from an article here, who imprisoned his daughter in the cellar and fathered her seven kids. He pretended to be the young woman in a phone call to his wife in 94. (laughs) At the time, his daughter had been locked in the windowless cellar for 10 years without her mother's knowledge. Faking his daughter's voice, Joseph Fritzl called his wife and asked her to look after the baby who had been left on the doorstep. Yeah. But, I mean, dude, how daft does this woman have to be that, that that she doesn't even know her daughter's voice enough? It's only been 10 years that her husband can fool her. I did see some pictures of her. She looks pretty tarded. Hello? Yeah, I think Gary— This is your daughter? <laughs> I think Gary Condit should have called Chandra's parents. Would have made, her, <laughs> made her parents feel a little bit better. Hello, better. this is Chandra Levy. <laughs> <laughs> but it's good that she can write into the show. Hopefully her parents are listening and we'll know she's all right. She claims that she could not explain the call when it happened, did not record it, but now she knows it was Fritzel. (laughs) (laughs) What kind of name is Fritzel? Um, We also got another one uh, email here from John who said, Hello, just listen to Podcast 120. Thanks again for another great show. Very funny and entertaining as usual. It looks like a lot more details are emerging about the Austrian guy and his porno seller. Uh, relating to the condition of the offspring. Was it a porno seller? Is that what he's calling it? That's Is that what, what the he's kids calling are calling the it porno now? seller? <laughs> it's okay. a great album name. Yeah. So if that's apparently- your consider- if that's your uh, you know, if you consider that porn, a porno <laughs> seller. Uh, 
Well, apparently the problems. kids that were kept in the cellar are partially blind and deaf. The tallest one having a hunchback because she grew too tall for the cellar. They cannot talk and com- and they can only communicate with a series of grunts, growls, and coos. Coo. <laughs> That's when they're happy. <laughs> <laughs> That's when they're mad. Dude, that could be that bad. That'd be kind of interesting. I mean, I almost to think they should. To be that kid or to have that kid around? Because to have it around, I, I don't think would be very interesting. I think it'd be annoying. Dude, I almost think it'd be kind of cool to study them, like Diane Fossey studied chimps, <laughs> just to see how communication was made without any instruction. I wouldn't want to be with them, but I would go to the zoo to see them. Finally, we, um, I also read a story that I just want to share real quick. I guess uh, Joseph Fritzl apparently were, he had a history of scaring prostitutes in the local brothels, so he was banned from like all the brothels in his town. And they, they interviewed one of the madams of the brothel, and she said, 97% of the clientele is normal, and then there's 3% that's scary. He was in the 1% that was very scary. <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> all Johns are pretty creepy, right? So if you have to get kicked out, yeah. uh, you got to be pretty bad. Yeah, this guy was really bad. So Psycho Kill, you won episode 120, and uh, email us, and we'll send you a sick and wrong care package. People, you know the way sick and wrong works. Wackley and I comb the internet for the most disturbing news items of the week, present them here on the show, audience votes, winner gets a case of beer. We also throw in a wild card with a listener submission. I believe you started uh, 120, so let me kick off uh, episode 121 here. So my story comes from uh, Victoria, British Columbia. Canadian um, story here. It's been a while since we've done a Canadian, good Canadian story. The last one I remember was uh, some bowling alley security guard raping yeah. some chick with rape training. Where Believe he actually not, raped her. I mean, it might be like a whole, you know, area just full of white people. Right. But there are some pretty sick and twisted things that happen. It's there. America's hat. Yeah, that's basically what it is. Where's Victoria? Is that like the middle? I think the... Victoria is like the Riviera of Canada. <laughs> <laughs> Are you talking about Vancouver or Victoria? I don't know. <laughs> it's so, awesome there. That's what I'm saying. So in Victoria, believing he was losing his job and his family, Peter Lee took a knife and in a moment of twisted frenzy, tried in his mind to put everything back together by killing his son, his wife, her parents, and then himself. That'll put everything together. Clearly, his thought process was a bit skewed here. So Dr. Don Dutton, who uh, testified at the O.J. Simpson trial, uh-huh. he said that uh, Peter Lee used death in an attempt to reattach what he had lost. A horrible act of murder that saw him place his dead wife and son on the family bed in front of him before he took his own life with the same knife. So do you remember in Red Dragon, that one family that was killed in the beginning, when yes. the Red Dragon guy actually positioned them on a bed and cut little pieces of mirrors yeah. in their eyes right. so he could watch them? Yep. Do you see? Do you see? Yeah, I remember. This. <laughs> it's kind of similar to that. He was just like, family meeting, everybody. <laughs> Get up here on the bed and watch me stab myself. But uh, apparently they weren't too lively at the time. Right. He didn't do the mirror trick, though, did he? No, he didn't do the mirror trick, although that would have given us a perfect five. (laughs) Dutton testified that Lee should have been held in custody in Victoria uh, several months prior to the murder after he was charged with trying to hurt or kill his wife in a staged car crash. So apparently this guy had a history of abuse. 
Mm. Kind of like Death Proof, the recent yeah. film by Quentin Tarantino. Actually, very similar. He did a very similar thing. There's a video that came out that we'll probably never get to see where uh, the, the wife was uh, telling the police that her husband had beat her in the past, that he told her he'd kill her, her son, and her family if she proceeded with a divorce. So apparently she was planning to go through the divorce anyways. Yeah, I was going to say all the more reason to. To just continue. Because you need to rid yourself, sever all ties. Right. Although it would have been nice if police would have given her a little more assistance here. Uh, but she told, she told police that uh, she was driving with Lee and she said to him, <clears throat> with, uh, you know, without any ambiguity here, she would not change her plans to divorce him. Moments later, he drove the car into a power pole. <laughs> uh, apparently, she had uh, smashed her face up a bit and broke her shoulder bone or collarbone. And um, but at the and at the time, police did not believe he was a homicidal maniac and didn't feel that they really needed to help his wife. The Mounties did not come to the rescue. At the point. Mounties did not. They didn't see him as a foreseeable forensic risk. But so I'm, never, I'm assuming she said, "I told him we were going to get a divorce," and then he crashed into this pole. Yeah, and they were just like, "Whatever, you're foreign." Because <laughs> isn't she Vietnamese or something? Yeah, they're all Vietnamese. The, the guy too. Is. Yeah, the whole family's Vietnamese. Okay, so this isn't like a mail order bride situation. No, this Vietnamese, is they're all right? Vietnamese, and and this guy's obviously insane. So two months later, she's been living with him. She still didn't get the divorce, and police found the bloodiest crime scene that they claimed they had ever seen. Obviously, yeah, he yeah, murdered his wife Sunny Park, his six year old son Christian, his wife's parents Kum Le Chun and Moon Kyu Park, and then he killed himself. Sunny Park was stabbed 49 times. Her son, her son was stabbed repeatedly before Lee turned his weapons on himself. I guess her uh, parents were also stabbed repeatedly in the chest and back. Her mother had protection-type wounds on her body that appeared to have resulted from her attempting to shield the grandson from the insane Lee. They don't know that. Well, you don't she know. She could have been just trying to shield herself. Well, could have been, but I mean, she was like, yeah. It looked like she was shielding something. She was right. trying to protect herself. I'm just saying, I think they're taking dramatic license. So the police psychologist said here that Lee's marriage and family breakdown, his death threats against his wife, his loss of status at the family-run restaurant, <laughs> and his previous gambling addiction were all risk factors for extreme violence, and no one picked up on it. You know what? This is kind of funny. Like, I wonder... It makes sense because you know how like Vietnamese people come to the country, they'll open up one restaurant, Shitty Walk, yeah. and everyone, the whole family will work there. Right. So what what happened to, to Lee? Do you think his in-laws were like, you know, make shrimp fried rice, you make egg roll now. <laughs> and do you think he was demoted? He got demoted to the fry station. <laughs> At the Shitty Walk? Yeah. Well, it, the thing that makes me wonder, usually when women are in these situations and they like get the shit beat out of them every day and they're like, I fucking ran into a door and all this and that, and then they won't leave the dude, it's because they have nothing else or nobody to help them. But she's got the whole her parents in this whole restaurant, assuming like all her fucking cousins and second cousins work there. And this guy is obviously a fucking shithead. Why didn't they fucking like just beat his ass Vietnam style? And, dude, like, did you ever throw see him the fucking get, trash come? Did you ever there? see the episode of South Park where the owner of Shitty Walk? Trying to buy his wife's freedom, Wing. Remember Wing in South Park? No. 
I know, the guy, I know the character. I've seen a lot of episodes with that guy. He's one of my favorites. Dude. Like, like where he builds a Asian great wall. men are mean. <laughs> They're angry motherfuckers, dude. I bet you like. Right, but like the, my point being, are there no other Asian men working in this restaurant? Obviously her dad worked there. Doesn't she have any other male cousins? I think they were intimidated. And I think obviously people Does this were, guy look like Bolo or something? <laughs> Does I think he weigh this, like as much as three of them? I think this guy was Bolo Young. Yeah. And I think okay. that's what happened. Well, that makes sense. The only part I find really confusing in this whole story here was, okay, so there's a frantic 911 call. Police came into the home within seven minutes, but it took more than four hours before emergency response team members broke through the home's windows and found the bodies. <laughs> so what were they doing in Canada? What were the Mounties doing? Riding their horses uh, around their horses, the house. Riding their horses around. Drinking beer. Yeah. Watching hockey. <laughs> Cook up some back bacon. Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand what the Canucks were doing in this situation. Um, they must have thought that. How? Why are they there? Because there was a 911 call? Yeah, dude. There's a frantic 911 call. Someone crying, hysterically screaming. Police got there in seven minutes, but it took four hours for them and to bust through the house. And everybody in the house is dead, so it's not like you know they think that anybody's in there after four hours. Right? Yeah. Why, yeah. Why would they bust? Know. You know, they must I have no some idea. rules of engagement that don't allow them to go into a house unless they have like. Dude, instead of Reno 911, I think you need like Canada 911. That would be a good show. I'd watch that. Those are crime here, eh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just kind of stand here, drink some coffee, eh? And drink a beer. Go in there and get those bodies. <laughs> so on the sick and wrong star scale. You think they got any egg rolls in there? <laughs> I love them little things. Welcome to Shitty Walk. So on the sick and wrong star scale, the guy killed his whole family and killed his in-laws, which you got to give him extra points for that. I'm giving it a 4.5. I'm just giving it a four because I think this could have been avoided pretty easily. And it, it really just boils down to stupidity on their part. Well, if it happened in this country, I don't think it would have happened. No. I, I don't think this would have occurred. Because, dude, I think there would have been, like, she would child have go welfare power. services. <laughs> I have go power. <laughs> so Eddie, what do you have here for... Uh... You don't buy me nothing, Eddie. <laughs> Sorry. What do you scared. have for uh, episode 121, Wackerly? <laughs> There's a new serial gang in town. Uh-oh. Well, we haven't had a serial serial killer gang since the Manson family, right? You know, off the top of my head, I can't think of a gang. What about, like, I mean, could you say the Crips or the Bloods were? That's, uh, gang warfare isn't serial murder. It's not serial murder. It's, it's not premeditated, it's, yeah. It's, it's about uh, money, about the drug trade. It's not a thrill killing. Right, they're doing it for money. Yeah. Um. And then I'm thinking, like, couples, like, you know, the natural-born killer, the couple in that movie, which is fictional, but I guess they could be a serial killer gang. There's two of them. Bonnie and Clyde, once again, they're robbing banks. Yeah, but that's a couple, though. I'm talking about a gang, though. A gang implies so the only four or one, five people. The only one ever was the Manson family, right? You know, I might have to do some research on that, but I think <laughs> it, it probably was D. the Simon Manson family. Simon did Google research <laughs> brought to you by Sick and Wrong. D. Simon explores the internets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, they think that there's a new one. Well, some people do. There's two former uh, NYPD detectives. One is named Kevin Gannon, and one is named Anthony Duarte. I assume these guys are retired and they're old. <laughs> 
<laughs> and they believe that uh, they revealed their belief that I think they've been working on for a while, but this week they revealed their belief that the deaths of at least 40 different male victims, most of them white and college aged, in about 10 states appear to be linked together. So 10 different states, murders in 10 different 40 states. People, 40, 40 dudes, people, 40 people, 40 white bro bras. So this is an active <laughs> This is an active uh, serial killing gang. Yeah, here. white hats, khaki pants. Much more prolific than the Manson family. Well, you know, this is all alleged at this point. They haven't caught anybody yet. But uh, these uh, two former retired detectives, they're probably fucking 70 years old apiece, think that the men's. Uh, there are m- many commonalities, they say. The men's bodies typically were found in rivers. Sounds like a stretch okay. <laughs> when you're linking up murders. I, yeah, I still don't see the correlation here. But they say that uh, some, which I'm going to say most because it makes for a better story, of the scenes were marked with smiley face graffiti. <laughs> which I don't really understand this either. Does that mean where the body came out of the water there's a smiley face or where they tracked it back to where it went in? Was it know, on the body? No, it'll be like on a tree. Near so the near body. the body there's yeah. a smiley face spray painted on the tree. Yeah, so smiley face tag. So they're calling uh, their theory is that there's a group called the Smiley <laughs> Face Gang, which they're blaming for these murders. And they've actually had this, you know, whole uh, uh, what do you call it? Profile made up where the smile is because like they're happy to be doing this murder, and they th- say that that's common among satanic rituals. That you're like you're ha- sa- they basically say that satanists are very happy people. <laughs> so satanists experience joy when they're doing these ritual killings. Yeah, which is kind of a lot saying a lot for satanism in my opinion. Yeah, I know. I always thought they were dark brooding Batman types. Yeah, people want to go for, you know, like Deepak Chopra or whatever, <laughs> go talk to Dr. Phil and experience true like revelation Well, cuz everybody's fucking everybody's fucking depressed, but apparently if you just go do some blood sacrifices and blood orgies and, you know. It's very cathartic. Sounds so fun I've to heard. me. I'd be happy. <laughs> so so my question is here, who were who was being murdered? Like, who are the victims? Do they point out similarities with the victims? Uh, well, they say that they're all white and college-aged, which maybe not in college, but and they usually happen to be murdered when they're out binge drinking on the weekends. So it sounds like, <laughs> to me, that there's a serial-killing gang out there killing frat boys. Right. But How I, is this a bad thing? Well... Maybe it isn't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying it's I'm like not passing any judgment. On this the- seems beneficial to society. Like, had there been a serial killing gang killing frat boys or Skull and Bones members back in like what the the seventies when yeah, uh, George right. Bush was at Yale? Yeah, we also wouldn't have John Kerry, which would be beneficial. Is, is that a bad thing? <laughs> you know, I don't know. I'm but just, I'm just, I mean, this might be a stretch. But D, think about this: white check for you. Binge drinking on the weekends, check for you. Only till I'm 38. College aged, yeah, that's the. <laughs> I guess you're out of the <laughs> yeah, woods. Yeah, dude, on this sweet. Um, Binge drinking geezers, I would be worried. Yeah, but in a dark alley, somebody could mistake you for being 25. You know, somebody who sort well, of spent like eight years in college. <laughs> or some, yeah, someone who's really like nearsighted. <laughs> um. Of course, the FBI and local police are all, they're sort of naysaying all this stuff, but that's what they would do. You know, they don't want to, first of all, they don't want to give away anything. Second of all, they don't want to be shown up by these former detectives who are just like doing this as a hobby. That's got to be really fucking annoying if you're in the FBI or in the police department. Like two dudes who fucking retired eight years ago. I was trying to show you up. We've got a theory here. It's like, yeah, I have my own work to do. You just go back to watching The Price is Right and Matlock, okay, dude? 
Well, you Quit think trying they, to solve crimes from beyond your grave. You think they'd be trying to scare the uh, f- drinking drunk frat boys straight? Like if they're going around being like, there's a murderer out here, don't get drunk, study, stay in school. <laughs> so your theory is that this is a Mothers Against Drunk Driving uh, program? Dude, I think these are. this is a gang of mad mothers. They're going out and they're killing all of these frat boys and then... You know, put a little smiley face because I can't think of anything cooler. Yeah, well, that Mad logo sucks with the little, like, <laughs> skidding car and the martini glass. That just Although, makes me want to drink and drive. You got to admit, I've always been a big fan of leaving, like, a memento behind. The like, tra- some kind of artifact. Tree. Oh, you yeah. ta- never mind. No, no, no. I'm, I'm You're not... talking about the serial No, I'm saying as a serial killer, if, yeah. you know, if, and this is hypothetical, if I was to ever become a serial killer, I would definitely leave some kind of marking behind. See, I think like that's... a dreidel or, uh, you know, a yarmulke <laughs> or a smurf. I think a smurf would really, because just because it's so confusing. So people would be like, the smurf killer attacked again. A you different know? smurf every time? Yeah, I would just try to go to like thrift stores or something and buy like a whole bushel yeah, can of you smurfs. Even get smurfs <laughs> I don't know. Sure I'd go on bootleg. eBay. I'm sure you can get bootleg smurfs from China. But see, I'd I, go on eBay and get smurfs. I think that's amateur bullshit. How, how so? Because there's two. Well, in my mind, there's two types of serial killers. If you do, you really enjoy the murder of your fellow man. No, that why that's why still, I'm not a serial killer. Okay, so yeah, I, I think if you're a real <laughs> Honest to goodness, serial killer. You do enjoy. So you're not doing butchering your prey, which is your fellow man. You have evolved beyond he- a human being, and you're like so you're the you're superhuman. The, dragon. the superhuman. The, you are the red dragon. Or Nietzsche's superhuman. But then there's other people who I think they don't really like it, and they're just doing it because they want. They didn't get him enough, you know, attention as a child. They probably were bottle fed instead of breastfed. So you're- and those are the people who leave shit behind because they want the newspapers to get involved and they want to be famous. And it's just all a big star fucker thing. It's like they could just make a viral video yeah, but you, and, be you know just, what, and do just the same thing. I think, once again, we're arguing from both ends of the same argument here. I think a lot of those people, those people that are leaving markings and those people that are committing these killings and enjoying it like that, they have this huge ego. They think they're the Superman. And at the same time, people aren't giving them the recognition they deserve. Right. That's why they become the Zodiac Killer and start... You know, fucking with the police. See, but if I'm a serial killer, I don't need recognition from other people. So you'd be very successful there, Wackerly. <laughs> if I if I was a serial killer, uh, Sandra Bullock would be yelling into the screen, "The profile doesn't fit the profile." <laughs> and they'd never catch me. So She'd be like, "There's no pattern." <laughs> And then Samuel Jackson would be like, damn, girl, settle down. We're going to catch this guy. Samuel Jackson would be like, well, what's this empty case at MGD sitting right over here by every victim? <laughs> and why is it all filled with this white, milky substance? <laughs> That's an accident. I didn't say I'd be thorough cleaning up. I said I in- wouldn't intentionally leave anything. Oh, man. I and forgot where I was. What's with this time. tranny porn magazine? <laughs> so besides besides the profile of the victims that they say is co- a commonality in the river thing and the smiley face thing, uh, the, one of their they're obviously not showing all their cards because when you're investigating murder, you don't do that because you get a million fucking calls of people being yeah. like, I did it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I left a blue balloon at every scene. <laughs> they're like, haha, it was a pink balloon, bitch. You got it wrong. That's just what we told the fucking newspaper. But one of the really other things. Really lonely that, people. <laughs> One of the other things that they're revealing is that uh, they think that all the drownings seem to have been staged. 
Um, especially since many victims were missing for months before their bodies turned up. How do you stage a drowning? Just well, push a motherfucker in? Well, here's <laughs> a funny that? little uh, vignette. Uh, one of the guys, Chris Jenkins, uh, his bo- because of, they think it was staged because of uh, how his body looked when it was found. It was encased in ice, <laughs> so it was like a corpse cube, <laughs> with his hands folded across his chest. Which if you like are banging around the river for a couple of weeks... With fish eat, trying to eat your balls and stuff, you're not gonna like look like King Tut with your arms. But how crossed. do they encase it in ice? I think it was really cold. I think it was like you know January when they. But they must have folded his arms. Right. Wow, that's fascinating. Yeah, uh, and another guy, Patrick McNeil. Uh, they also say that his body was uh, suspiciously positioned, but they don't say how what that was like. But he was also uh, went missing after binge drinking, after you know bar hopping in 1997. So, like I said, this has been going on for 10 years. Uh, and so they they don't have any solid leads. It's just two retired cops, <clears throat> McGonagall and uh, <laughs> Matlock here working on this. <laughs> no. Well, they have a profile. They're they're coming from the other angle. They're trying. They're coming up with a profile. They're hoping to give it to the FBI, and then they'll go and try and like match that profile to somebody who gets apprehended at some point or another. What doesn't make sense to? It sounds like copycat killings to me. It doesn't make sense that this one serial killer gang moves from state to state to campus to campus. Yeah, but it, this 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 profile has never been published till this week to be copycatted. Here's okay. what it sounds like to me. You retire from the NYPD and your pension is shitty <laughs> or you blow it all on some like cockamamie investment scheme and then you're like, oh, fuck, what am I going to do? Well, I'm going to come up with this theory that's going to be loosely pieced together from FBI records of murders over the past 10 years and then like Geraldo is going to have me on his fucking talk show. If you ask me, I think the cops are committing the murders. <laughs> Get their jobs back. So on the sick and wrong star scale, what are you giving that? It's a tough one to judge. It's not tough. It's kind of flimsy. But here's my thing, and here's the reason I'm doing it. I'm going to give it a three and a half right now. But if in a couple months, six months, a year, this can blow up and become real, and then I'm going to be the guy who called it. That is because a good point. Because this is going to be the point. first gang, serial gang, murder gang. So, so you're saying this has potential to be a five-star. This has potential to be the next Manson family. Yeah, the so happy smiley face gang. It's too big to let go, and then, you know, oh, when it gets really big, then we'll bring it up. But now we'll be able to say, just like we said in May of 2008 when we brought this up, next exactly. Manson family. All right, so you know what? I'm going to give that – a three star because it hasn't it hasn't matured like a fine bottle of wine. It hasn't matured yet. Right. I'm just trying to put some squatters rights on this. But you got to give them some points for originality. I'm I like just, it's like I'm buying the IPO of this story. It could yeah. go. It could become huge. It almost it, it almost I could sounds lose like all my money. It could go to fifty cents a share. But it almost sounds like to me that's like a case of Heather's, like the the uh, goth kids at some school are like, God, I hate frat boys. Yeah. And they're just going out there and picking them off. But if it was the goth kids, it'd be a frowning face. I don't think they'd put a smiling face on the tree. <laughs> no, maybe it's yeah. the goth kids who their parents made them take Prozac. <laughs> we'll see what the audience has to say about that one. So the listener submission here for episode 121 came from a Sacrilegium in a Germany. He says, here's a story from Germany. I submit this in honor of my fine German wife and all the great things my people have done for the world. Yeah, you people surely have done some great things. <laughs> Thanks for the fucking Volvos. 
Right. Pretzels are kind of good, though. Actually, I do like pretzels. <laughs> and the Heineken. All right, I take it. I, you know, I don't care. Six million <laughs> of my people. That's mine. I love All Heineken. I love Heineken. Uh, three dead infants found in the freezer in Germany. Mother arrested. This happened in Opa, Germany. A 44-year-old woman was arrested on suspicion of killing three of her babies after their bodies were discovered in the family freezer by her growing children looking for pizza. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I love about this story. The children were looking for pizza because they were hungry. And, uh, they, and then they found these uh, corpses of the infants here. Frozen e- pizzas. Yeah, but I didn't even know that they had pizza in Germany. Apparently the, this family does. That's all we can really say, right? What the hell do they put on the pizza in Germany? Beer? <sighs> Bratwurst? <laughs> Bratwurst? Sauerkraut? <laughs> Dead Jew? Uh, please confirm. Little chocolates? <laughs> Cuckoo clock? <laughs> <laughs> That's Switzerland, isn't it? Please confirm the grizzly find Sunday night in the town of Wenden near Opa um, after the woman turned herself in. Apparently, the three infants are believed to have been born alive, but authorities are awaiting autopsy results to determine exactly how they died. The woman, her 47-year-old husband, and three adult children, aged 18 and 22, and a 24-year-old daughter have lived in the town in a single-family home since 1984. I love that all these old fucking kids are still living with their parents looking for pizzas in the fucking freezer. Yeah, dude, 24 years old. Get a goddamn old. job. It is, I, mean, yeah, what, I mean, seriously, what, what is the rule there? Like, what is the, How does it work there? The problem is in these socialist European countries, there's no work for anybody, so you just live at home forever. That's why you have movies like Clockwork Orange. Right. Like, how old was, uh, what's his name in Clockwork Orange? Must have been, like, 25? The movie makes him older than the book. I think in the book he's only supposed to be, like, 19 or 20, but but still, they make a point in the book that he's, like, part of his problem is he can't get a job, and he still lives with his mom. Lives at home, and then goes and beats up homeless people at night. Come to think of it, it sounds like a lot of people living in England right now. Right. Or, you know, to tell the truth, a lot of people we know who live in San Francisco. (laughs) (laughs) So the children discovered the frozen babies on Saturday afternoon while their parents were away for the weekend. Uh, That must have been a trip. The 18-year-old and his sister had been looking for a frozen pizza to eat and came across a lot of expired food. So they decided to clean out the freezer. (laughs) Expired human. (laughs) They're like, our parents are slobs. (laughs) What's this? (laughs) The teenager then... That's not pizza-shaped. The teenager then found three identical packets on the bottom of the freezer, opened one, saw the head and arm of an infant that was wrapped in a hand towel. Mm. But they didn't eat the dead infants. Must Don't be worry. imported food. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't put mozzarella on it and eat the infant. What is this? Uh, the children then confronted their parents when they returned home on Sunday. And the couple and their daughter then went to the police together to tell authorities. <laughs> <laughs> what I don't understand about that, why would you make your parents go to the police? I, like, what, what would you have done in this situation? Let's say you're home for the weekend. It's been a while since you've been back to Michigan. You're home for the weekend. You're looking for a frozen pizza, and you find a corpse of a dead infant. Are you going to turn your parents in? I'd be like, God damn, Mom, that shit is nasty. <laughs> Girl, you're foul. <laughs> Get, get rid divorce. of that. Go put it in the lawnmower. No, but I, I, think, I thought the kids were younger. I thought the kids were like 10 and 11 or something. No, they're 22, 24. In which case, at that point, I would be like, 
well, I might get some better, new, better parents out of this deal. So <laughs> I get some really good foster parents and turn my parents in. Yeah, but if you're obviously, 24 years old, though, it's yeah, like... Yeah, what's the point at that point? Well, I what know. I think at that point, it would be I'd be looking at extortion. Yeah, I was going to say blackmail. Yeah, it's like, you know, they live in a single-family home right now. Yeah. They could just live in a home or, with, yeah, like, their yeah, brothers and sisters. Or it'd be like, well, I'm... <laughs> That's assuming the parents have like some stash of cash, from, you know. No, I'm talking boot the, the parents out. Yeah, to the yeah, RV. exactly. I would be like, well, mom and dad, you're gonna be living in the shed from now on. Exactly. Like, I mean, it's obviously these kids aren't going anywhere. They're dead end youth. They're living in. The, they're 24 years old, living in this right. home. You would have, find... you would have a true slave for the rest of your well, for the rest of your mom's life. And your mom and dad's life. Yeah. It's hey, like, mom. Uh. I noticed there isn't a pizza in front of me right now. Could you remedy <laughs> that situation? You know, go to the store, turn on the oven, whatever you have to do. Call Domino's. But I, I need there to be a pizza right here, right in front of my face. And mom, on the next half hour. On top of that pizza, I'd really like a bag of weed. Can yeah. you give me $40? Right. What do they use in Germany? Kruger Franks? Or Is it Franks or something? <laughs> That's French. <laughs> I don't even know. Yeah. German, on, German dollars. Germany. Well, how far away is Amsterdam? Don't stop at weed. You have yeah. Slave, <laughs> hop on the train and go get me some good hash. Go get me the good shit. So uh, apparently their mother, and this is like something that completely surprised me. Uh, she's rather corpulent. I don't, I don't know if you were to pick that out, but the corpulent <laughs> woman apparently concealed the three pregnancies believed to have been in the 1980s, not only from neighbors but from her own family. She was so fat that no one had any idea. Yeah, that uh, she had, uh, she was pregnant. She must have been a manatee, if you think about that, right? Which kind of lends credence there's, there's to a, what you a, said. There's though. a limit. Uh, there's a weight limit above which you need to be to conceal a pregnancy. Because even if you're a little bit chunky, your body gets a different shape when you have a baby in it. Yeah, but there's a lot of girls that are not bottom yours. heavy. But there's a lot of girls that are bottom heavy, like pear shaped ladies. It's the belly. It's the sticking out. You got to look at it from the side. So you're just saying that this woman must have been seriously. She must have been so oval. Just completely like yeah, a blob. Yeah, where and just no one would even know. It's right. like her kids were like, yeah, she's just gained all a little her, more all weight. All her clothes are extremely baggy to begin with. Well, all those frozen pizzas, you know, not good for your figure. But it is kind of good if you are going to blackmail her that you have three of these babies because you can do increments. You know, yeah, you can hold one, right? And then you know, and be like, well, you know, this one's here. I can put this one in the mailbox for the mailman <laughs> to find, and I still have two as backup if something happens to that one. So, you know, this is the latest in a string of similar cases in Germany. I was about to bring this up. It's like, you know what, you read if, – if, if this was the first time I'd ever heard about like, wow, infants found the freezer or dead infants found the garden, I would be like, oh, my God, this is shocking. I have to give this at least four stars, yeah. maybe so four well, and a half let's, stars. Let's enumerate but this. We've had this is the latest. The plant. Yeah, this is the latest in a string of similar cases in Germany. In the worst oh, case, okay. a woman was convicted of manslaughter in 2006, sentenced to 15 years in prison for killing eight of her newborn babies and burying them in flower pots. <laughs> and then we had the one in the fish tank. A fish tank. tank was used in the garden of her parents' home. <laughs> We've near done the, all these stories. Near the German-Polish border. And more recently, police in uh, February were called to a home in northern Germany where a dead infant was discovered in the cellar. Which leads me to believe... If you want to get an abortion in Germany, this is the way it's done. <laughs> it's not really an abortion, but this is contraception in Germany. It's called hide the infant corpse. Right. And that's what you do. It's just like instead of like going to Planned Parenthood, it's just like they're like, you know what? Just have the baby gain a lot of weight 
and then hide it in a flower pot. Right. Well, it's socialized medicine. It's you know, <laughs> state-run <laughs> healthcare. That's what happens. Over, Is that the way it works? In the in the states, though, girls usually try and flush it down a truck stop toilet, or you put it in the garbage can, or. A couple years back, you had that woman throw them off the end of the pier into the bay. Yeah. Those, I think those kids were like eight years old. <laughs> and they were living, though. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wonder if this woman, though, just stuck them straight in the freezer after they came out. Really? I don't it's know. It's supposed to be a very uh, humane way to kill something is to freeze it to death. Why don't you just go to sleep? <laughs> Shouldn't be that bad. So on the sick and wrong star scale, I'm subtracting points because, dude, listen – you know, you it was a out. lot. It was much worse when you heard eight kids died in flower pots. Yeah, you're burnt out on European you know, abortion. I'm a little burned out about this. I'm gonna give this, I don't know, three stars. Yeah, I'm also it's gonna sick, give it three. but three stars. I would like some commentary from the kids about what they were thinking. Have you ever been to Germany, Wankoi? No, no. I have when, no no desire to go. You have no desire. Why? Why not? What is there? Dude, Auschwitz. You wouldn't go and tour Auschwitz? <laughs> I would go, but it's not something that's high on my list of shit to do. Dude, Lots I of crying old Jews. <laughs> Maybe after all that generation is dead and it's more just a, you know, a historical thing to see. Like you're not standing next to some guy who is actually there. So you're, you're talking about years later when they finally like get to the point where they can look at it ironically, put like an amusement park in there, you can go through the gas chamber ride. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, and then it'll be like tchotchkes you can buy. Dude, I want <laughs> to go to little Germany. Little Cyclone B canister keychains. I want to go to Germany, and I want to rut with as many German chicks as I can just to get revenge. I don't think they're as hot as you think they are. Dude, I don't care. <laughs> I'm just saying this is for my people. I'm okay. going to fuck the Germans. Right. You're going to taint the bloodlines. Dude, I'm going to I'm going to impregnate, spread as much juice seed as possible, and then wait and see how many kids end up in the freezer. Yeah, all of them. <laughs> that's that, that, the that's flower justification pot. enough right Actually, there. Actually, mine, they'd probably just flush down the toilet. I yeah, don't know. Yeah, or put in the shower. Well, people... They, <laughs> <laughs> That was it's low. Shower, that was me. low. <laughs> Below the belt. Well, this is Jim Rose of the Jim Rose Circus. And uh, before I put my face in broken glass and let somebody stomp on the back of my head, I have to listen to Sick and Rose. Wackily, we're nearing the end of the show, and as usual, we tend to get to listener email and phone calls to the Sick and Wrong hotline. People, you can call the hotline at 206-666-3846. I know we have a few calls to get to. We've got a trucker, Paul, finally called back. I was worried about him. Don't worry. He's in good shape, and uh, he's still around. And uh, he, gave us a, he gave us a couple phone calls. And we also got some calls from a Vietnam dude. So, uh, yeah, let, let's play uh, trucker, Paul, here. Uh, you guys had a listener call in or uh, email in. Wanted to know about pee bottles. And that was the last show. <laughs> yeah, we got pee bottles. Um, I'm kind of experienced, so I don't use the little ones and then chuck them out the window because you can get in trouble. Smokey will get so, you. Uh, <laughs> I use a big one-gallon jug of, like, high seed juice or, you know, um, some kind of punch or something and then when I get it empty I use that for my urinal 
And then when it's dark late at night, I just pour it out the freaking window. <laughs> so the urine but is covering the side of his truck. That's not half of it. The truth, the great story about it is how we take a shit in the truck. Now that's what I wanted to hear. And um, the way I do it, I lay out one of those plastic Walmart bags, like um, they eat you when you get your groceries and stuff. <laughs> and you squat over a catcher style, like you're playing a baseball game. <laughs> With and your you pants take off. Your gallon jug of your urinal. And you stick your cock in that, take a piss in that, and then shit all over the fucking bag. <laughs> and then you wipe your ass, and you grab another bag, and you throw all that all that shit in the Walmart bag and the toilet paper in the bag, and you tie it off, and either chuck that out the window, or you wait till you get to a truck shop, and you... Chuck it in a garbage can. But um, a lot of times, you know, you don't quite make the bag or it might be a little runny and kind of go all over the place, which is absolutely disgusting. But, um, you know, you can't park everywhere and you can't take shits where everyone else can. So you got to improvise. Word of the day, improvise. <laughs> I'll talk to you guys later. Bye. So when so, I'm driving down the highway and I get a Walmart bag full of shit hits my windshield, <laughs> no, I won't be confused. I'll know exactly what's going on. What I don't understand about this, is he driving when he's doing this maneuver, or is this something you do when you're parked? I'm going to say driving. <laughs> because <laughs> the whole thing about driving a truck is you you got to make time, because time is money. So, so you mean he probably has a backseat full of these Walmart, extra large Walmart bags? Shit bags. Until it gets dark and you can throw them out the window, yeah. God, dude, that just really, you know, I find that really alarming. Because the listener was, like, asking about all the piss bottles that are littered on the side of the road. Well, Trucker Paul obviously is environmentally conscious because he doesn't throw out the piss bottles. He has just one big piss bottle that he empties. But what about these shit bags? Don't you think those are worse? Like, you never hear people complaining about... You know, well, the uh, shit is biodegradable, but the bag is not. <laughs> the problem. You know, I, I wonder if this is like a like senior level truck driver skill. I don't think the junior truck drivers are able to actually shit on the bags while driving. Right. This is only upper level teamsters know this stuff. Well, so what's funny about about this phone call is he sent he get, he called this phone call in after he called the pre this next phone call that we're about to play. So. Truck, trucker Paul here is obviously skilled in the art of defecating in the truck, but apparently even the pros sometimes have problems. Hey, second wrong. It's your stalker. <laughs> I guess that's what I become after you make so many phone calls. Does that does that qualify uh, stalker? I've been sicker than a goddamn dog the last couple of weeks. I haven't been able to catch up on your shows. And I got a funny story to tell you about. Why can't you listen to the show when you're sick? <laughs> Seems like a great time. Dude, he must have been really sick, though. He probably right. was like not even thinking about it. If your us. stomach's not feeling very well, maybe the show is not the thing to listen to. Yeah. That. I'm, I was so sick, I was like delirious, could barely drive. And I'm driving down this two-lane road in Minnesota. <laughs> could barely drive, yet I'm still driving. <laughs> that makes me feel safe. Can truckers call in sick? 
You no, think? you still got to drive. So, even if you can barely drive, you still got to do so it. So even if you're hallucinating, teetering on the edge of passing out, you're still driving? And I'm trying to find a gas station. I got to I gotta shit something fierce, you know? So I see this. Out of Walmart it's closed. Bags. It's late at night. But there's enough room for me to get in, so I get in. My gut is just killing me. And you know how, like, when you make movements, it gets worse? Well, I parked and I stood up. And, oh, my God, I had to go, like, right now. So I shut the curtains in the truck, and I'm like, oh, my God, I got, I'm just going to shit on a goddamn plastic Walmart bag. So I lay it down. As I bend over, let's just say the, the floodgates opened, <laughs> and I shit all over my fucking pants and down my legs, halfway up my back. Oh, Jesus. It filled up my fucking shoes. Oh, it was horrible, and all I had was one full of paper towels. Oh, no. It looks, uh, looks like his phone call got cut off. I think he had some technical difficulties, but I did get the uh, I got the picture. <laughs> Remember yeah. when we did the personal sick and wrong stories, the first special episode? I think it was episode 25. Yeah. This reminds me of my uh, walking across the field and just shitting my pants. Yeah, where where you get to the point where there's no holding back. You yeah, can't, and it does. You can't it hold shoots your down your anymore. pants and it shoots into your shoes and just all over everything. And and there's nothing you can do but just sort of walk stiff legged until you can actually find a real toilet with actual copious <laughs> amounts of toilet paper. What? And hopefully a shower. But I'm picturing like a garden. Like this, he was Trucker Paul was rooster tailing in the in his, tr- in his truck cab truck. here, <laughs> squatting like a baseball catcher. God, dude, that just sounds disgusting. And, and the fact that it filled up his shoes. Yeah. Yeah. What's I don't he going to do? How, how many miles does he have to go before he can find a place to buy new shoes? Well, no, they have showers and stuff at every uh, truck stop. Yeah, but do they sell shoes? <laughs> you know, I actually. You say, are you saying you took his shoes into the shower and just rinsed and them And just kind of rinsed them off, put them back on? <laughs> Unsanitary. Well, thank you, Trucker Paul, for calling us and uh, enlightening us on how to uh, take a shit in your truck. You know, I imagine that probably applies to vans as well. Well, so we got another call here from a Vietnam dude. My favorite superhero. I don't know. I don't need no bitch to tell me to hang up when I'm through. I already know that. Hey, D. Wackerly, motherfuckers. Uh, another Margarita Tuesday, and I'm a little fucked up. <laughs> I love uh, how he calls us every so Tuesday. So you guys want to go out and spend ten dollars on a fucking lot lizard, recommended by. Trucker Paul, when you can get a crack whore for at least two bucks at five o'clock in the morning, and they can suck a dick. I know that for a fact. <laughs> hey, I'm pretty, pretty, pretty fucked up. Hey, unless you podcast one week late, that's will come one week late to answer the fucking uh, no questions that I don't answer. And I'm pissed off. Butterball down there, that fucking one shop. Paid back some motherfucker. I've had it with that bitch. Uh, man, fuck, I am fucked up. But, uh, hot too, man. What the fuck? Hey, man, uh, crack cores ain't too bad, man. You get a little fucked up, you know, you give them a couple bucks, they'll fucking do anything. You can shit on them, piss on them. You can do anything you fucking want with them. They'll suck a dog dick for fucking ten bucks. And that's fucking fun to watch. Another thing, too, you guys do have, I've been on the forum, the uh, Sick and Wrong forum. It is cool, but go to fatfuckfrank.org. And that's where the sick and twisted are. And believe me, you know, that's just an extension of Sick and Wrong. You know, for all the sick fucking twisted motherfuckers and the sick and wrong fuckers, man, there's just so many outlets now, and I'm fucking thankful for that because I'm one sick motherfucker. 
And then again, I'm not John McCain because if they would have captured me, believe me, I would have told everything. Fuck it. And plus two, if they can't listen, man, they would have fucking killed my fucking ass because I'm a fucking asshole. <laughs> hey, uh, I'll talk to you guys later. Hey, keep it sick, keep it wrong, and be. And you know what? Quit talking about that blood paint shit because, man, that fucking shit almost made me throw up. And I was in a public place when I was listening to that. Fuck. Man, little little shit makes me sick, man. No one a fucking chick will fucking put her blood in out of her fucking pussy and paint a picture out of it. Man, I'm gonna throw up right now. What the fuck? All right, man, keep it sick, keep it wrong. Uh, talk to you later. Bye bye. I wonder how many margaritas it takes for a Vietnam dude to be fucked up. I was gonna ask the same question. I'm thinking like twenty. I think it, it's well, large size, like those big Chevy size <laughs> margaritas that I, are like a gallon. I find it funny that he always calls us on Tuesday, which obviously is Margarita Tuesday. Yeah, right. And so every call, he's pretty intoxicated. So he does justice to the uh, sick and wrong hotline. Yeah, well, wait, whereas like Superman as a superhero, you know, he has all his superpowers all the time. But then if there's kryptonite, he loses them. Vietnam, dude, he doesn't really have any powers until he drinks a bunch of margaritas. So it's kind of like reverse kryptonite for him. You'd think the the, uh, the the margaritas, though, would cause an onset of post-traumatic stress disorder, though. Yeah, but even all the shit that he saw in the shit, when he was in the shit, it's not nearly as bad as some chick painting something with <laughs> That's what cracks me up. It's just like, this dude's telling us, go to fatfuckfrank.org, and you can find the real sick and wrong shit. But by the way, girls that paint with their menstrual blood, that makes me sick. Yeah, it is disgusting, though. I, I do agree with him there. Yeah. I do kind of want to find out a little bit more about Vietnam dude's um, relations with crack whores. Yeah. Obviously, uh, I, I wonder if he truly was... Do you think he was like exaggerating when he said that they'll do anything, even suck a dog's penis? He said that it's it's fun to watch, and he knows that for a fact. No, I don't know. Maybe in the future we'll get to hear from him even more about that. <laughs> Be an interesting topic. Well, thanks, Vietnam Dude and Trucker Paul, for calling in. We don't have time to play any more calls, but uh, people, give us a call, 206-666-3846. We want to hear what you have to say. Uh, by the way, Wackerly, have you seen the thread on the forum where people are speculating what Trucker Paul and Vietnam Dude look like? I have seen that, and I think that they're pretty close, uh, pretty accurate uh, pictures dude, that they've come up with. Crack me up. I don't know where they found the pictures. There's a picture of what appears to be Trucker Paul and Vietnam guy in the same, on the same sitting on the same porch. Just kind of hanging out. You know, I kind of see T-shirts in the future. They're going to be made up. A Trucker Paul T-shirt. Cafe Press? I don't know. <laughs> I, you know, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just speculating here, but uh, I think in the future there might be a Trucker Paul T-shirt. Right. And on Cafe the back, Press. maybe it could be a, a Walmart bag full of crap. <laughs> <laughs> so we got another uh, video here from Pig Boy Taro. I don't know if you saw this yet, but uh, he writes in, My dearest D. Simon and Lance, Lance Wacking Lee. Uh, please allow me to, he's Japanese, so you got to excuse us. Please allow me to thank you for your recent concern, but you may rest assured that suicide is the least likely way for any of my 14-year-old girlfriends to die. Although Japan is one of the world's sickest countries, which is true, it lacks sick news coverage only because it lacks investigative reporting. We Japanese are superficial and non-confrontational by our nature, so there's little need to dissect a story any further than reporting the, new, the facts in a few nondescript lines. What we lack in creativity in the media, we make up for with creativity in porn. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Although the uh, news article offered only a couple of insightful paragraphs, we can look forward to a multitude of adult videos based on unsuspecting Japanese men happening upon cute young unconscious girls amid the ladies' suicide attempt. 
Speaking of videos, you may enjoy this one. And he sent a new Pig Boy Taro video, which we're going to post on the uh, main page, sickandwrongpodcast.com. By the way, I joined your forum several months ago, but can't get beyond the login. It's not a password problem. I wonder if it's a problem for international users. Take care, Pig Boy Taro. Well, we have uh, many international people on the forum, but maybe none from Japan. I think most of the people on the forum are uh, international. That is a great video he sent. I think he's branching out into sort of musical styles and maybe lolcats thrown in a little bit. Yeah, it might be a look because he's <laughs> dancing with his cats. Lol pigs. But uh, thank you, Pig Boy Taro, for the uh, next sick and wrong offering here. And uh, we're going to post that on the main page so everyone can check it out. People, if you haven't already, go check out Sick and Wrong Forum. You can link to it. It's, there's a link to it right off the main page. It's a good time. Also, go check out the Sick and Wrong store at uh, sick and wrong, or cafepress.com slash sick and wrong. We'll be back next week with episode 122. Until then, take a sleazy. Know that it would be untrue Know that I would be alive If I were to say to you I didn't set your house on fire But it's just the way I am Have to take it for a fact Life can really burn you up When you're a pyromaniac So if you love somebody Better set them on fire I went to your house last night That go me the human torch Got a little pissed at him So I burned down your front porch Now I feel a little better About throwing gas on your dad But you know it's hard to quit To use it with a can of kerosene It's lots of fun, you can't refuse it Oily rack, special things No to me, the diamond rings Maybe we can have some fun Maybe we can burn some more some if you love somebody Better set them on fire Know that it would be untrue Know that I would be alive If I were to say to you I didn't set your dad on fire